Welcome to Reshape, a podcast that connects you to great thinkers and change makers. My name is Rania Masri Al Khatib, and I would be your host. After a 20 year career built with passion and tenacity, I launched my own boutique advisory called the RMK Collective. In the past, my projects were always a success when the right people were empowered by the right ecosystem. I believe that energy is the fuel that creates powerful synergies and creativity. I will create for you talks from the human collective to debate and inspire you around topics and trends impacting our societies and industries at large. Together, we can learn, grow, and redefine success. Hi, everyone. It's been such an honor and a pleasure for me to record and to receive my guests on this latest season that is dedicated to adolescents and teenagers. As you know, I have discussed this before at the beginning of the podcast, some of the original episodes. I had a session with a teenage coach and we dealt and delved on that matter because it is a matter that is, it is an issue that is very important to me, not because of, uh, you know, the fact that I want to just raise awareness, but because I want to also educate myself as a parent. And I do believe that today it is extremely important to go the extra mile to know and not just to assume because parenting, it should not be an innate thing only. We should acquire tools and we should acquire knowledge in order to evolve as a society and as a civilization, or else we will keep on repeating the mistakes of the past and not really grow from, you know, the science and the knowledge is today. So I started this season with Dr. Hanin. Dr. Hanin, who is the top child psychologist um, in the region and I'm sure in the world, is a very interesting and inspiring woman. She is young, she has young kids, and she's from the region, which is also an interesting take because we cannot necessarily remove the environment always from the situation. And our environment as Middle Eastern parents or probably the environment that we live in in, the, in in this region is extremely important. And she spoke about this a little bit. She really discussed with us the adolescent brain. And if by today we don't know what goes on in that brain, then it is, I believe, our duty as parents to look into it because the brain is evolving scientifically during the phase of adolescence. And she delves into that matter and discusses the science behind it that answers so many of the questions that we have, such as, oh, he lacks empathy or, oh, she's so lazy or, oh, they don't, you know, they're not grateful, etc. And that's something that I think is extremely important to know. The emotional sensitivity with teenagers is something that is expected and it's really, really normal because the part of our brain that is responsible for emotional regulation, it's bringing in your logical brain online fast. As humans, we're either emotional or logical and they don't talk to each other. This process of turning the emotional brain down to bring on the logical brain in teenagers, it is offline. It's almost like the two-year-old phase with lots of tantrums, but looks like an adult walks like an adult, not an adult <laughs> kind of phase. So if someone has an emotional brain on and you come to them with logic, it's like you're speaking a different language to them. They can't speak logic to you when they're emotional. Also, and what I love and something that I'm very passionate about is the conditioning of parenting, right? We repeat what our parents 
uh, did or what our parents say, but we repeat it unconsciously. And many times this is something that we need to be extremely aware of. And she goes more into that detail. And I love it. It's very refreshing to see parents who want to talk about the conditioning or not wanting to sound so much like their mother. And I also went through that a lot and wanting to be the best version of who I am and feeling angry at myself and guilty when I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing. And recently I've learned that uh, while all that is good and dandy and reading the science and understanding that, there is a huge part that we forget to talk about with parenting is acceptance. Because if you are fighting with yourself so much all of the time, then that energy that you're bringing into the situation is also heavy. That I don't wanna sound like my mother or I don't wanna be my mother because my mother was wrong and I'm trying to do what's right, always puts you in jeopardy of failing as a parent. So you are always frustrated and feeling guilty at not being the perfect parent or doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And that means that you're always fighting against yourself. You're fighting against something. Rania wants to do something or her intuition or her feeling made her do something. And then there's a little voice in the head that's like, oh, Rania, you failed again. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing as a parent. And that is really, really heavy. And one of the main areas that she speaks about is, you know, when I ask her, I ask her, how do we deal with them? What do we do? She says it's very important to understand that this is a phase that they're passing through and that it is an actual development of the brain and of of their body and of their hormones and they are growing. And during that phase, it's extremely important for them to feel heard. You know, the caterpillar that's cocooning itself and then trying to form into a butterfly, you know, but there's so much going on in there. But, you know, it needs its time. There's so much development. There's so much wiring and rewiring happening. And there's a lot of back and forth. But it is a process that is happening in preparation for something really beautiful. It's kind of a horror movie. So get your popcorn because there's not much you can do. These are some of my main takeaways, but we go into so much more. It was also important for me to um, speak to Dr. Carol Shidia, who has been our GP for many years and a very, very respected doctor that found that she's been getting too many visits of adolescents lately, probably children of her patients um, that are coming in with health issues. And I'm going to say health, quote unquote, because our main discussion was around weight and weight stigma. And I found it very fascinating that we really focused the most on that topic and not on any other health issues. Uh, and it seems that is one of the most common issues that is impacting and affecting our adolescents today. Um, but the big problem or the big solution lays in the parents and in parenting yet again. Um, a lot of us believe as parents that if our children are overweight, that they are unhealthy. And she really um, addresses that topic and does not necessarily always find a correlation between weight and health. And it is really important for us to understand what are the tests that we need to do in order to determine if our kids are healthy or not. And that the weight issue is more of a society stigma um, and that we really need to kind of hold ourselves accountable when we're looking at it, you know, from uh, from from that angle. 
Are we ashamed that our kids are overweight? Are we, uh, you know, putting more emotional uh, drain on them by giving, by, you know, by pressuring them to lose that weight? Are we really, you know, I don't know, as parents pushing in the wrong way? It takes a village and parents alone are not going to make the, the whole impact, but they still are going to make the biggest impact. And at the end of the day, as parents, you can do what you can and believe that it's going to make a positive impact. Mm. And you're going to give your kids a lot of tools to face this unjust society. Ideally, mm. we would hope to have a much systemic change in, in the society in general. But we should not wait for this to happen. We can start at home. That idea of stigma really stuck to me. It really stuck to me. And it's something that I discuss a lot with Anwar, with my husband as well. Are you losing weight because you want to be healthy? Are you, am I losing weight because I care about longevity? Am I, or is it because I want to look good? And is it because I want to look good because this is the reference of beauty in the society that we live in today? She spoke about so many um, sad stories, really, on how parents address this, but also our system, a system that is completely broken today from the pediatric American Association to the schools that we go to, to, of course, you know, your household and the people that you live around. And she raised a lot of very important points around how this whole system needs to work together in order to reflect on what are the terms that we use, what are the, the advice that we give these kids, how are we addressing the issue of eating and weight management in a way where it can be a healthy pattern versus an emotionally destructive one that we are seeing and that leads to disease, hospitalization, depression, suicide, self-harm, etc., etc. Unfortunately, weight stigma is probably one of the most acceptable stigma in the society. Like we feel that we have the right to comment on someone's body. We think that we're doing them a favor um, and it's it's everywhere it's in the society it's in the healthcare system it's in employment it's mm. in fashion people in larger bodies cannot find clothes they like mm. um, and it's the most painful in in places where these people are expecting support and and comfort which is the medical system and the family the discrimination is there making them feel that they're not good enough is there mm. and the most painful part is when it comes from the closest to us from our family extremely interesting topic and what i love is that it goes hand in hand with dr hanin's intake and really the psychology and the science are so intertwined when it comes to our adolescence and again very important to raise awareness on I didn't feel that i would be giving this topic really um you know the the you know, the the value that it should be given without really putting forward a parent in this situation. Um, we ask so much from parents at a time where a lot of us 
are going through uh, midlife uh, questions, existentialist questions, where we are caring for aging parents, where we ourselves want to also live and think about our survival, our longevity. And at that time, our adolescents or our kids are getting into that phase of adolescence where they need us at our best. And Frederica, um, you know, a mother uh, of three teenagers that have had really a case study, if you want, of what a family can go through from divorce to a new uh, formed family, a new marriage, to changing uh, environments and moving countries, etc. And really in a very, um, I would say, vulnerable matter, Frederica really sheds light on what it's like to be a parent from the parent's point of view. And she's not, you know, in this episode, she's not giving us advice on what to do with our kids. She's really being extremely vulnerable and breaking the taboos as to it's really, really difficult. It's really difficult to be there at a time where you're actually working on your own mental health, when you're working on your own personal growth and development. And at the same time, you are their anchor and you are their friend and you are their therapist and you are their doctor. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it humanizes the reality. And I found um, speaking to her to be extremely inspiring because what it shows is at the end of it is really you're holding their hand during this very difficult phase. You hope to God that love and empathy is what's going to get them through it. Of course, with a very strong support system, being a parent that is extremely aware, being a parent that reaches out for help, that speaks up that is part of a community and that understands that this happens in every single household and not to find any shame or be ashamed of it. Sleepless nights, a lot of crying, but at some point you realize they do not belong to you. You have to accept that whatever they're going to choose to do, that they have their own journey. And I think that was the hardest lesson that I had, that they have their own journey. I can just be there being this person that, that can support. And most importantly, I need to trust them. And that was hard. It's like, actually, it's to go from a place where I can control that. So I'm going to fix it for them to know I have to trust them to fix it for themselves because this is what they have mm -hmm. to go through. Again, I really, really hope you get to listen to these three episodes. I really enjoyed speaking to this unbelievable group of women, all three of them extremely inspiring and all three of them really trying to create an impact with so much passion when it comes to this topic that I hope it's as contagious to you as it was to me. I look forward to seeing you next season and until then, enjoy your summer and have fun with your teenagers. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, you can find me on Instagram at Rania Al Khatib or at RMK Collective. See you soon.